the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business and put it into execution to perfection. And we don't have Mr. Perfection with us here tonight. Rich Jekyll is traveling, but we do have Ms. Projection. Per- Did I say that wrong? <laughs> Ms. Perfection Lucy Polito from Score. How you doing, Lucy? I'm doing well. Did you miss me last week? We sure did. Uh, now we miss Rich. I, I'm I'm discombobulated here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, Rich is living a good life, you well, know. He deserves I, it. On the other hand, still works. So. Yeah, well, okay, all right. But uh, that's the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, is that the folks at Score are still working, working hard for you. If you are in business, they are there for you. And have been all along, no matter what has been happening over this past year plus now. And, of course, they've been there over 50 years now, helping entrepreneurs all over the country. It is a nationwide organization. And SCORE has a national website, which is SCORE.org. That's SCORE.org. Tell them a little bit about what they'll find at SCORE.org. Sometimes we don't talk enough about it, Lucy. Well, we have two websites, okay? The uh, SCORE.org is our national website. And that has all kinds of uh, information about how to start a business, how to keep a business, how to uh, close up the business, everything. It really is a college education. If you go into that website, you're going to find all kinds of information. You're going to find how to do a business plan, how to do a marketing plan. Uh, You're going to find out, uh, you're going to hear people who have been successful with SCORE. You're going to hear... Uh, some of our own uh, counselors talk to uh, uh, some conversations that may be going on between clients and, and the counselor. It's a great website uh, and it's constantly being updated. So stay, you know, close to to it because it has a lot of up-to-date information, you know. And this last year, when we had a lot of government programs, we had classes in reference to those. And we also have some information on the website. So Stay tuned. And our local office uh, has a website. And that particular website has all our own events. And when we have our great uh, uh, classes and also events such as uh, coffee with the leader, uh, lunch uh, leaders, of course, now you bring your own lunch. Before we used to provide it, right? (laughs) Right. But now we haven't found a way to do it via Zoom. So we have to wait until we come back in person. And by the way, that'll be happening fairly soon. We're looking at opening our office sometime in the middle of June. So you'll be hearing more about that. We are all are anxious to get back uh, and really deal with our clients on a person-to-person basis. Keeping all the, all the things that we have to do to keep everybody healthy, but 
personally, I really like being uh, on a one-to-one basis with a client versus uh, through a machine. Not too crazy about that, as you know. Well, and that's absolutely great news that you'll be back in the offices at the National Entrepreneur Center. And once again, that is located in the Orlando Fashion Square on the west end there, just off McGuire. And that way, people will be able to actually come in and meet with counselors and mentors like Lucy, like Rich, and others, over 60 here, or 60 of thereabouts here in Central Florida alone, thousands, many thousands all across the country, which, by the way, if you'll tell your friends and family about SCORE.org, they can find out where the local office is for them. And that website for the local office that Lucy was referring to is Orlando.score.org. That's Orlando.score.org. And please sign up for the newsletter. That way you'll know about these upcoming events like the Coffee with the Leader series and other educational programs that come up as uh, as as needed because SCORE is on top of everything that's going on. Changes in Washington, D.C., changes to regulations. Uh, SCORE.org and Orlando.SCORE.org will help you keep up to date on all of that sort of thing. And, of course, these educational programs and the mentorship program is at the the bargain basement price, uh, Lucy, of what? How much is it again? You know, you ask me these things when Rich is not here, and it's so <laughs> embarrassing because I have to say that nasty, nasty word that uh, well, everybody, you know, talks about. Yeah. But for the ca- in the case of... Uh, score it's a wonderful word it's free (laughs) that's right as rich likes to put it the f word uh, that's why the other connotation but absolutely no charge for the mentorship never a charge for that and currently no charge for the educational programs and that's been extended into the summer too no charge for any of the educational programs Is, is that is that correct lucy that is correct yes Okay, so please take advantage of all of this. And by the way, when there is a charge for these programs, it's it's absolutely minimal. I mean, it's still a great uh, bargain, and every and it's very affordable for everyone. So please take advantage of it. All right. Uh, in the meantime, we like to bring in guests, you know, who are dealing with the, the relevant topics at hand for businesses, whatever it may be. And that brings us to our guest today. I don't recall if he's been on the show before. We'll have to ask him. And so I'd like to welcome to the show Steve McChesney. Steve, thanks for being on the What's the Score show with us. It is my pleasure. And, you know, my first um, introduction to Score is I actually did a coffee with the leaders and absolutely love this organization let me tell you something first of all the fact that it's free is i can't believe it It, it's it's worth so much for businesses to be a part of score and what score actually provides i am just honored to be a part of this and be a a part of at least coming on and, and doing my part um so first of all Big fan of score. Just want to let you know that. Have not been on this radio show before. Uh, this is my first time, but I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, Lucy, you're like me. We're baby boomers. We like the in-person, physical, one-to-one, touch each other, be able That's to talk right. to each other. And, you know, this Zoom thing is, uh, it's, it is the new normal for a lot of us, and especially for the new generations. I mean, the millennials and Gen Zers, uh, this is their reality. Uh, so we have to kind of like, been to that a little bit, but I, I'm so proud to be here, and thank you for having me. And Rich, wherever you are, 
I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Trust me, he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and the people around him. Uh, well, the way we like to do things, Steve, is find out a little bit about the person themselves. So let's start with there. Uh, I know you're you're an author, a best-selling author. You're also a public speaker and everything. But tell us a little bit about the background. Are, are you from the Central Florida area? What, where are you located now? How did you get from there to here? Okay, I, I am now part of Central Florida. I live in Orlando. I am I've been there since 1990, um, so I consider myself a native now. Uh, but I'm originally from Los Angeles. Um, Born and raised on the West Coast in California. I was in the movie business for a long, long time. Um, I've always been involved in sales in one form or another. I, you know, back in the old days when I was in the movie business, I was a stuntman. I had to sell myself. Uh, then I became a talent manager and I had to sell my clients. Then I became a restaurateur and I had to sell my restaurant to the public to come to visit. Uh, later in life, I had I owned martial arts schools. I had to sell to not to children. I had to sell to their parents to be able to have them sign contracts to come to my martial arts schools. So sales has been my life. And I think it's everybody's life in a way. We're, we're all salespeople. We sell ourselves in one way or another. Um, in businesses, we actually focus on sales and how we market. And so I have become that. I have become the sales guy. My book was it's called Rearranging Change, How You Market to an Ever-Changing World. And it's all about sales and marketing. But the difference is it's not a static nonfiction book about sales and marketing. It's an entertaining journey as to how sales and marketing works. Um, like I said, but Lucy, we're baby boomers. I mean, we're different than the millennials or the Gen Zers or even the Gen Xers. So I talk about each of those generations and the differences between them and how we have to market to them a little bit differently. So I, I look at myself today as a results coach. Um, for businesses, I talk about how we get results that we're looking for, how to improve our margins. Um, and I also just talk about common sense, about the world around us and, and the people in the world and how we deal with them, because it's always changing, hence the name of my book, Rearranging Change. So that's what I am today. I'm a results coach, and uh, I'm all about just the human personality and the human psychology in business and how we, we make it work. All right. So I, so I got to ask you a couple of questions about being a stunt man, though. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, did you uh, did, did you crash cars? Were you the, the guy that stuff. got shot off the cliff, or what was that? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, my mother used to say that I got high on my own adrenaline, and I think she was right. You know, because I remember the first time I did a high fall, and I had to fall off of it was only a twenty foot roof into an airbag, but. You know, from the ground looking up, it doesn't look that high, yeah, 20 feet, two, right. two stories. But when you're standing on the top of the two-story building looking down at the airbag, it kind of looks like a postage stamp with a big red circle in the middle of it that you have to hit. Sure. And I remember looking down, and, you know, when the director says action, you got to go. And right before he said action, I felt my whole body shaking. And it wasn't because I was scared. It was just the adrenaline that was pumping through me. And he said, action, and I went. And as soon as I hit that airbag, man, I wanted to do it again. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so – and it was a great time, a great time of my life. I, I did over 350 TV shows and movies. And In fact, I'll give you a little bit about my age right now. I used to do Starsky and Hutch, Wonder Woman, Battlestar Galactica, oh, The Incredible wow. Hulk. 
Wow. You know, all the you shows from back. the early 80s. Yes. <laughs> and great shows at that, by the way. Very popular. All right. Well, we got to take a break right here. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with more of What's the Score. Our guest today, Steve McChesney. His business now is Imagine Marketing. Imagine Marketing. We'll tell you more about that when we come back as well. And uh, and we'll tell you how to get a copy of his book, Rearranging Change. What a great uh, play on words there. And don't forget, please, to sign up for the newsletter at SCORE. That's orlando.score.org. And you'll be up to date on everything going on. And you'll know who's going to be on the show and all that sort of thing, too. It's a great newsletter, orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to speak to a person, you can still call them on the phone, 407-420-4844 for SCORE, 407-420-4844. And we will be right back with more of What's the SCORE? We are back. We are What's the Score, and we want to thank you for listening and telling your friends and family about the show. The audience really has grown over the years, and we do appreciate that. Well, Rich Jekyll's not with us today, but we do have Lucy Polito of Score. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries radio show, by the way. But, of course, this show is all about Score and what Score has to offer you and anybody out there who wants to get in business for themselves. And uh, as our guest today has been in business for himself in one way or another for quite some time, Steve McChesney, because as a stuntman, as you said, you were you were at you were a contract employee. In other words, you you uh, you had a, uh, a contract relationship. You didn't you were not an employee in, in the uh, standard sense of the word. So in other words, you worked a gig here, worked gig there and that sort of thing. And so you you had to be out there and selling your talents, right? I did. And, you know, this is true in any business that you're in. You know, when I did a stunt job, when that job was done, I was unemployed again. And I had to go to another job. Well, in any kind of business, I believe it's not who you know. It's who knows you. So I think that the important thing here is the branding. I mean, in the beginning, when I started doing stunt work, um, I went. I actually went on to movie sets without having a job there and I'd introduce myself to the gaffers or the grips, the guys that nobody wants to talk to. Everybody wants to talk to the director or the producer. Sure. I talked to the, the workers and they got to know who I was. And then pretty soon they would start talking about this guy that came, comes and talks to them. Who's a stunt guy. And then the director needs something. He's like, well, get that guy that we know, you know? And sure. so it's who you, it's not who, who, you know, it's who knows you. And that's, kind of what led me to success in stunt work. In fact, I would have continued being a stunt man if I got hurt. I ended up getting hurt. And and I could have continued even at that point because, you know, in Hollywood, once you make it, you've made it. And and it, it's not that difficult to get more jobs. You see that with a lot of character actors. But in stunt work, I mean, most of my friends, they'd broken every bone in their body. They they're wired together. I crushed my kneecap and it was a pain I never wanted to experience again. So I said, that's it. You know, and they said, what are you nuts? I mean, you've made it. And I went, no, I'm not nuts. I, I just don't want that pain again, you know? And, and so I moved on from there. Of course, I used all the connections I made while being a stuntman to my next career. And that was a talent manager. And, and it worked. So, you know, everything you do in life, people don't realize this. Everything you do in life, there's a reason for it. You may not know it at the time. 
But when you look back on your life, you'll see there was a reason for everything. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is a mistake. It's all education. It's all a learning example. And it all leads you to the next step. So being a talent manager, that let me travel around the world without getting hurt. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't have to worry about falling off a building anymore. And I was still making great money, but it was because of the connections I made as a stuntman to do that. I also opened a restaurant. And, you know, when I was in the army, again, you don't know what you're due until later on in life. When I was in the army, I was a cook. A cook? Where does that lead you? Sure. Well, it led me to opening a restaurant later on in life after I could afford it because of my stunt work. I mean, that gave me the finances to be able to do something like that. Plus I had a lot of friends that were celebrities now. And I opened my restaurant in Encino, California on Ventura Boulevard, surrounded by celebrities who live in those hills. And they would come to my restaurant because they knew me. It's not who you know, it's who knows you, right? So it's just funny how all that works. And and it does work. So I tell all business owners, always remember, everything you do is a good thing. Even if it doesn't feel like it, if it feels like it was a failure, that's only a feeling. It's not a failure. It's a learning experience. And yeah, and you will gain knowledge and you will gain success from that. You know, success is inevitable as long as you keep moving forward. That is just the truth. I feel. Yeah, I think it was uh, Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer who said uh, that, you know, don't don't curse your 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 failures in life because that's how you learn and that's how you become a champion right if you don't have those 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 obstacles to overcome you can't be a champion Uh, you can't be good in your field or whatever it happens to be but uh, then you went on and and became uh, an author and why the book i mean it seemed like you were doing a lot of things that would be that would be you know uh, in in the groove and, and not have time to write a book I'm going to, I'm going to give you some information that nobody gets because I actually wrote four books along the way. It's like, whenever I learn something, I write a book about it and then, you know, put it out there. Well, until my last book, Rearranging Change, my other books didn't really go too far. Rearranging Change actually did very, very well. So I'm, I'm very proud of it, but I'm proud of all my books. Let me talk about my first book. My first book I wrote after I got out of the restaurant business and I actually, you know, being a stunt man, I, I lost a couple of teeth along the way. So I ended up having to get dentures and being a cook, being in the restaurant business, having dentures. I wrote a book called the denture wearers cookbook, Holes, <laughs> partials and flippers. <laughs> and I did it for the birthday gag gift market. Now the difference is, cause it's funny. But the difference is it's filled with great recipes, real recipes. So this is a birthday gag gift that you can give to somebody that not only will they get a chuckle out of it, but they'll also be able to use it because it has great recipes in it. So that was my first book. And then I told you I got into the martial arts business. Well, in the martial arts business, I started an after-school pickup program where I picked up kids from like middle schools after school, brought them back to the dojo. We did a karate lesson, and then we helped them with their homework, and then the parents would come pick them up around 5 o'clock. Hmm. So I wrote a book about the after-school pickup business, and I actually marketed it to martial arts school owners, and I made it very expensive. I mean, it was $175 for the book that I wrote, and I sold a ton of them because I was really successful at it. So I wrote it because I was successful at it. I was a talent manager. 
So I wrote a book called The Business of Acting. By the way, all of these books are available on Amazon. Just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it was called The Business of Acting. And I wrote that book because as a talent manager, I learned really what it was to be an actor or a stuntman, but mainly an actor in Hollywood and what it really meant because it's a business. And you had to know about your headshots. You had to know about agents. You had to know about managers. You had to know about what people look for, what you shouldn't do, uh, what kind of headshot you have to have. So I wrote a book on that. And actually, all these books did okay, but they were self-published. But when I wrote, finally, in my later years in life, and I wrote this final book, The Rearranging Change, I I, I take that back. It's not my final book. Who knows what I'm going to write tomorrow? (laughs) It depends on what I'm doing. You're not finished learning yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's right. I'm not finished learning and we never finished learning. In fact, if, if I can, let me just share something that I was told by a friend of mine, a, a mentor of mine, actually. And it made so much sense to me. He told me that your life is in four quarters. Your first quarter is when you're born until you're 20. And that quarter, you can't wait to be an adult. You really have no idea how good you have it, but you can't wait to be an adult. And then your second quarter is from when you're 20 to when you're 40. And that's the quarter that you make all your mistakes. That's where you fall down. That's where you pick yourself back up. That's where you learn lessons in life. And then your third quarter is when you're 40 till you're 60. And hopefully from what you've learned in that second quarter, you're going to now start to financially be a little more successful. You're going to own a home. You're going to have a, a bank account, maybe a 401k. You're going to start to you know, see some results in your life. And then your final quarter is when you're 60 until the end. Now, that's the quarter I'm in right now. If you've done the first three quarters correctly, that final quarter is going to be blissful. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, it is. I mean, I'm not done. I'm sure there's more adventures waiting for me, but it's blissful because those first three quarters made a big difference in my life and all the different jobs that I did and so glad that I did them. So, but but to me, that was very wise that this mentor friend of mine told me when he told me that story about the four quarters. And I think it's true for all of us. Lucy, I see you nodding your head and and I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because I agree with that a hundred percent. I think, you know, when you're uh, a teenager, if you will, you're dying to get, you're dying to be older. You're having the most wonderful time. And yet you just want to get to the next level, you know, and that is, uh, that's an exciting period of time. And then when you begin to, for instance, if you start going to college, things get a little tougher. If you have to first job, second job, that gets tougher. It's not as as you thought it was going to be because you thought, boy, first job, I'll be the star, you know. Right. Uh, and that's not it. That doesn't happen. So you have to feel and everybody has had some sort of failure in their life. Uh, but then, you know, when you grow up and, and truly you don't grow up until after you're 35 or 40 that is true uh then you then you've made some mistakes hopefully you've learned from them and from then on you know what uh, avenue you need to take so yeah i think that's very true i think that's true of everybody whether you want to admit it or not right we, we all experience it with whether yeah. we like to or not but that's just kind of the way the world is i mean that's you know we get some curveballs thrown at us i mean covid-19 was a curveball yeah. you know it was a curveball for us 
but it's not a curveball for the earth because they had that same curveball back in the 1900s with the Spanish flu. I mean, that was the same thing as COVID-19 today. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the people had to deal with it the way we're dealing with it. Just nobody in our lifetime has had to deal with it. But yeah, it's but you know, all these new. things are learning. Uh, yes. There's a lot of people who have been able to cope with it perfectly well and yep. others have not. So everybody is learning at a different pace, if you will. And also a lot of it has to do with age. I mean, I've handled this pandemic reasonably well. I haven't gotten upset and it's not the end of the world for me or anything like that. That may not be true of some other people, you know? So well, it's a learning experience, no matter what you do on a daily basis. Well, I tell you yeah, what, we're going to have to take a break here. and we come back on the other side, we'll talk about that because rearranging change, redefining business as usual, that's what, Steve, you're all about right now, right? So uh, we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that with Steve McChesney. Once again, as he said, you can find his books on Amazon. Rearranging Change is the most recent one. And you spell McChesney just like it sounds. And that's M-C, capital C-H-E-S-N-E-Y, Steve McChesney. We'll take a break. Come right back with more of What's the Score? We're back. We're What's the Score? And once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito, one of the award-winning, one of the only two award-winning score volunteers. And our guest today Steve McChesney, and we've been talking about his books, and this rearranging change is, I mean, this is right, and we were going into this as we went into the break, uh, in dealing with what happened last year, uh, this uh, pandemic and the, the shut-ins and all that sort of thing. Uh, businesses had to dr- make dramatic changes, literally at the drop of a hat, uh, Steve, and so rearranging change. The, t- give it, did you mention the timeline? When when was that book published? Rearranging change. Believe it or not, it came out of March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. <laughs> wow. and Talk I about timing is timing is everything in life, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> it, it really is because that that wasn't the purpose of the name of the book, but boy, it sure hit at the right time. I mean, maybe, maybe that's. Partly why it did so well. I, I, I like to think, you know, because of my ego, that it was because of the way I wrote it. But, but I think the title had a lot to do with the timing. Well, it, it seems as though uh, it was what people needed at that particular moment. As I said, timing. And, and it, if you want to call it divine or whatever, but it is a. it was right when people were dealing with these dramatic changes. And, and you talk about this in the book, do you not? Yeah, I, I do. There's a lot of serendipity here. There, there, you know, the book was written again, you know, I told you about the four quarters of life and how I feel about that. And it was kind of written from that standpoint. And I talk, I start the book out by talking about the five different generations on the planet right now. You know, I talk about from the traditional generation to baby boomers, to Gen Z, to millennials, to our, our Gen X, I skipped a back X and then uh, the millennials and then Gen Z. So I talk about the five generations and, and kind of the five different ways we need to approach talking with them because, you know, every generation complains about the generations that follow them. It's just been happening since the beginning of time. I mean, we always think that they're wrong. They're doing things differently, but they're not wrong. They're just doing things differently and they're doing it differently for a reason. And we have to be able to, to, to adjust to that, but not only the different generations, but we also have to keep in mind some common sense issues like 
communication styles, how we communicate with each other. Some of us like a lot of details. Some of us like just the bullet points. We don't need all the details. Just get to the facts. Um, I'm one of those guys that likes just get to the facts, not the details. My wife is somebody that likes details. So you should see our conversations when I say, honey, how was your day? And she tells me in detail, in real time. <laughs> in my mind, I'm going, please get to the point. But I've been married for you know over 30 years. So it works. It doesn't matter. It's not good or bad, but it is the reality. Now, today, you got to keep in mind that even if you're a detail-oriented person, we're all kind of now toward, guided toward just the bullet points. And it's because we're being bombarded with so much information. Thanks a lot to the internet and social media and things like that. But we're getting bombarded from every direction. Um, so we read subject lines in emails. We don't necessarily open the email. We just want to see what the subject line is first. You know, uh, we're all getting lots of emails every day. There's no way we can read them all. So we have to pick and choose and how we do that. And businesses need to keep that in mind when they're writing an email of what it is that their customers actually open. Um, so, you know, the book was dealing with that. Plus, I like to throw in a little Hollywood. Some of my movie uh, business days, I, I, I think about telling a story. We have to tell stories. People love stories. That's why soap operas do so well on TV. People love getting involved in a story. Uh, if you ever watch any kind of um, episodic television show, whether it's Grey's Anatomy or SWAT or whatever it is, it's, there's always a, a thread of a story that goes through each episode, and that keeps the viewer coming back. You know, that's you got to keep in mind that's how business works, too. We have to tell stories to our customers to keep them coming back. And uh, a good example, Ace. Actually, I just thought of this just as I'm speaking. Ace Hardware. You know, Ace Hardware, they had a tough road because Home Depot came along and Lowe's came along. And, you know, the big box stores kind of aced out, aced out. Look at that. Aced out those <laughs> smaller businesses. Ace Hardware stuck around. Why? Because Ace is the place with the friendly hardware. It used to be man, but now it's person. That's right. <laughs> but that's the story. It, it, it's true. If you go to any Ace Hardware store, it's more like a mom and pop shop. They're very communicate. They communicate very well with the customer. And that's the story. And that's why they succeeded when other, you know, small hardware stores went out of business. So and I, I think that, you know, we're now faced with a new challenge. Um, you know, Gen Z is our newest generation. The oldest one's about 24. That means that they're starting to move into the area of being a consumer. You know, not quite there yet. Millennials are definitely our consumers right now. But Gen Zers are starting to move into that area of being a consumer. As businesses, we need to look at what they really want. Remember, they've never been on this planet without Amazon. They're used to things being delivered to them. So we need to think as businesses, how can we deliver to this generation? Because that's going to be our success. If we continue trying to do things the old way, we'll start to fail because that's not what the new generation wants. We got to provide what the new generations want. We had to provide what millennials wanted. Millennials, you know, one thing I love about millennials, and I'll get in my soapbox here for just a second. I'm a baby boomer. I'm proud of my, my generation. You know, I'm proud of the people that are in my generation. However, we grew up in a time that was a little bit different. We grew up in a time of civil rights, and we grew up in a time of peace, love, and rock and roll. I mean, there was a lot of those elements going on as we grew up, where millennials 
grew up in times of school shootings and seeing a lot of uh, civil disobedience going on that just wasn't working. So they, they're a generation of inclusiveness. They like all people. They like, they don't care about your religious beliefs. They don't care about your sexual orientation. They don't care about uh, your, your, your politics. Well, I take that back. They do care about that a little bit, Um, but they're inclusive. Well, being inclusive, they're the ones that are going to be taking over the reins of power. Baby boomers right now control the power. We're the Congress, Senate, and House of Representatives filled with baby boomers. You're starting to see millennials moving into those positions. They're skipping Generation X completely. But millennials, once they do, you have to be 35 to run for president in this country. The oldest millennial is now like 36. So we're going to start seeing that change. And when they take over the power, I think we're going to see a little more peace in the world than we're seeing with the baby boomers in charge. And that's not talking bad about my generation. It's just the fact. You know, we're not, they're not quite as power hungry in that generation. So enough of that soapbox. Where was I? (laughs) Gen Z marketing to them. Yeah. All right. Our guest, Steve McChesney and Imagine Marketing is his business. Why the name Imagine Marketing? How does, and and I, I, I see here where you have, you, 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 you probably, you make a good radio talk show host because you, your play on words is, is, uh, and it seems to come natural to you here. Uh, but Imagine Marketing. Because well, marketing, also, marketing does require imagination, I, I take it. You hit it right on the head. And I'm also a big believer in plagiarism. And <laughs> Disney had Imagimark, or, uh, uh, Imagineering, you know, that's imagination with engineering. Sure. And so I thought, hey, I like that. So let me take imagination and marketing and put it together for Imagine Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it. Yeah, I admit it. Uh, well, no, you, you made it into your own. Uh, do you have a website for that? I do. Uh, actually, imaginemarketing.com will take you to my website. But if you go to stevemcchesney.com, it, it points you right to the same website. Okay. So either one of those is good. Okay. And once again, he has four books available on Amazon, Rearranging Change. There was a subtitle, though, that you mentioned when you first mentioned the book, didn't you? What was that again? Yes. How You Market to an Ever-Changing World. Okay. And you were just talking about that because uh, the the different generations coming along. And you and is your, you're correct. Uh, is, uh, with this new generation, Generation Z, they have, they're not used to doing business in the old-fashioned way much at all. Because, and not only are they the, the Amazon generation, but they're also the iPhone generation. I mean, they've had they a are. gadget in their hand since you know they were able to walk or before. And well, you know, go ahead. There's there's complaints today about how kids are at home and they have math homework and they go Alexa, what's twenty three divided by six? And Alexa gives them the answer. And, you know, parents are going, no, you can't do that. You've you got to do the homework yourself in your head. Well, no, you don't, because this is a new world. And Alexa is here to stay. You know, you're going to see in the next probably 10 years how voice, um, voice command is going to be the way to go on any part of your business. I'm already, you're already starting to see it. Massage chairs, massage chairs. You don't have to even set, use the remote to set the massage. You can just say, you know, give me the sports reflex massage. You say it and the chair does it, you know, adjustable beds. You can say, put me in zero gravity. The chair will do it. I mean, I mean, the bed will do it. So we're starting to see that become more and more popular. And I, I think that's not going away. A lot of homes. I personally am a baby boomer. I don't have Alexa in my house. I don't, but guess what? Me neither. 
all the millennials do. All the Gen Zers do. It's their new way of doing business. So as a business owner, if I'm going to market to that, I need to figure out a way to make voice work for them because they're the consumer. But it's the truth. That's what's happening. Uh, COVID-19. COVID-19 has changed a lot of things um, in, in a good way. In a lot of, in, I think in a lot of ways, it's been a good change. In some ways, not so good. But if you watch TV now, I'll give you an example. Uh, wrestling. If you watch a wrestling show, the whole audience is TV monitors. Look at The Voice or American Idol. The audience is all TV monitors. There's not even real people sitting in the audience anymore. They put all those TV monitors up there so that the performers would feel like there's people watching them because they don't know otherwise. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins built a studio that's surrounded by a big screen where he can put all the people. Instead of renting out a stadium that costs him you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, he now has a built-in studio that he can put Zoom screen and people can right. feel like they're part of the action. Well, uh, I think I, we're going to see more and more of that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a break there. We'll pick it up again on the other side. Once again, our guest today, best-selling author Steve McChesney. You can follow him at stevemcchesney.com. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? We're back. We're What's the Score? And once again, we want to thank you for tuning in and telling all of your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate that. I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito here today from SCORE and our guest, Steve McChesney. Before we get back to our conversation, though, I'd just like to remind you that radio is still here. It's here to stay. And even the Generation Z listens to it. That's right, because they go in cars, too, and stuff. But anyway, if you'd like to get on the radio and have your message get blasted out to a mass audience, the people here at Salem Media Group Orlando are the folks to talk to. You can find them at 407-618-1760. Give them a call. They'd love to talk to you about well, number of ways that you can take advantage of radio. Of course, the traditional way is uh, buy some commercial airtime, maybe even sponsor a show, or have a show of your own. You hear them all the time, on the weekend in particular. 407-618-1760 is the number to call, and along with Salem Surround, they can also take care of your social media and integrate all of that together. So please give them a call, 407-618-1760. Find out how affordable it really is to be on the radio. And Steve McChesney, uh, rearranging change and imagine marketing and uh, all of this uh, you wanted to make a, an offer to our listeners for rearranging change and if you'd go right ahead please yeah absolutely uh, for those of you interested in getting a copy of rearranging change how you market to an ever-changing world I'd be happy to give you a free PDF copy of that book if you go to rearrangingchange.com just rearrangingchange.com. You put your name and your email address in that box. I have a copy of that book coming to you at no charge. Now, what do I get out of that? 
I get your name and I get your email address. I'll be upfront with you. I am not going to be sending you emails trying to sell you stuff. That's not my, my way of doing things. But I will be sending you emails from time to time with just information. And if you're interested in, in you know, coaching or if you're interested in any of my online courses, you'll see the opportunity to get those. But that's not what my emails are about. I want my emails to come to you. And when you see it's from me, you have no problem opening up that email because you know it's not a sales letter. That's not what I do. But in order to get that email address of yours, I will give you a free copy of my book. I think that's a fair exchange. And, and by the way, if you ever feel that I am trying to solicit you for business, you can always unsubscribe at any time on every email. So just want to let you know up front what's in it for me. Your name and email address. You'll be on my list. (laughs) Well, that's fair enough, and it's a great deal at that. So go to rearrangingchange.com and get a free PDF copy of Rearranging Change and take advantage of that. And you are a coach. You do uh, uh, public public speaking, that sort of thing. I'm sorry. And so this is, as Lucy just mentioned, you know, we started the show, and that was pretty big news because uh, this is the first time we've said that the SCORE offices will reopen here in Orlando, and this is going to be, you know, sort of a new world in a way. And here we go again with the change because now people are going to have to readapt. And so once again, though, this this is something that people can learn from and grow from. I I think that's kind of the overriding theme of of sort of what you write in your life, (laughs) right? Yes, absolutely. And it's all for good. I mean, everything that works out. I can't wait till score opens up again. I, I am telling you right now, invite me to come down. Uh, to the live presentation at SCORE, I'll be happy to, to come down. I mean, I'm looking forward to having one-on-one and being able to you know, press the flesh, as they say, and shake people's hands for real. You know, um, I've been vaccinated. I know there's a lot of people out there that, are, that you know, are anti-vax or whatever it is. Not me. I've been vaccinated. I don't have much more time on this planet. I'm going to try to keep every minute that I can, so I'm going to do whatever it takes. This disease, this COVID-19, is not fake. You know, I know there's a lot of conspiracy out there about it. If it was just the United States, then I could see a conspiracy theory. But it's the world. The whole world is experiencing this. So, guys, I mean, for me to you, get vaccinated. If not just for you, but for your families. We'll all do better off at this. You know, we learned this lesson back in the 1900s with the Spanish flu. Let's not forget about the the history because history repeats itself and it is right now and it will again a hundred years from now probably uh, the new pandemic of some sort but right now we're in this one get vaccinated you just do it for yourself and you for your family that's it i'm sorry that's all right that's all right so uh i see you keep a soapbox there in your house that you climb up on every now and then i do i have to sometimes <laughs> that's okay that's that's the author and you're coming out and uh but uh, this uh i want to get back to like uh, the the generation z because i saw something the other day where they they now have a a, a new word I, I was amazed about it was like something like chungy or something like that that that's what right. they that's what they call the millennials because they don't think the yep. millennials really get it right i got to wonder what they call right. us <laughs> well that's it well you know they call us now grandpa and grandma <laughs> that's what they call us <laughs> that's about but, the size but you're right Go ahead. The millennials are too close to them, so they're going to complain about the millennials, and millennials are going to complain about them. 
but here's the biggest difference between the two. Millennials grew up learning about technology. Gen Zers are growing up in technology. I mean, there's a, there's a big difference there. Gen Zers are, they're going to change society. They really are. They're going to change the way. They already have. You're right. And they're going to continue to do so. Um, Like I said before, the new voice technology of using your voice, that's going to become stronger. Um, The, the Ubers and the door dashers of things being delivered to people that's going to improve Amazon. Jeff Bezos had no idea what he was onto when he started Amazon. I mean, now he does, you know, Amazon now can deliver in two hours, you know, instead of two days. So, but that's Gen Zers. They need to have it. They want immediate gratification. We're all guilty of that. Everybody wants immediate gratification. Gen Zers demand it. And if you want to be in business with Gen Zers, you better be able to give it to them. And, and that's and they are going to, as you said, they're beginning now to enter that stage of life where they become big consumers. And it's going to be a and it, and it won't be one day it's one way, the next day it's another way. You're going to have to be able to deal with multiple generations as well as the Generation Z and their expectations. That's right. And always keep in mind, everything everything is now going to this and he's everything. holding up a, he's holding up his uh, phone a smart device yes everything is here and it's going to be here more and more we now carry a computer with us everywhere we go and that is becoming more and more valuable um, oh let me put a plug in i created an app and it's a touring app if you ever visit new orleans just download my app it's called new orleans at your feet and your phone will be your tour guide. New Orleans at your feet, or is it Nolens yep. at your feet? Nolens at your feet. <laughs> Nolens. Yeah. But you know what? Because I know that's one of the things I did. Because I know that everything is going to this phone. And I, w- I happened to be in New, or- New Orleans. It was a few years back. I was there. I was at uh, the Garden District. And I was visiting a cemetery, and I thought it was a very cool cemetery, old tombstones. But I had no idea who the people were that were buried. So I, I Googled it. I said New Orleans or uh, Lafayette Cemetery. And all these tour companies wanted to sell me a tour. And I thought, in today's day and age, your phone can't be your tour guide? Ah, there's an idea. So for the next two years, I researched New Orleans, and I created my app. And, uh, you know, it's doing well, actually. Well, it didn't do well this last year because tourism was down. But right right prior to COVID, and right now it's picking up again. But my next step, I'm going to do Charleston. I'm going to do Savannah. I want to do St. Augustine. uh, I want to do Key West. And all these tours you can get on your phone. Instead of paying $20 per person to have a two-hour tour, you can pay $3 and have it on your phone and take as much time as you want. That's fantastic. They just did away with a tour uh, company. <laughs> no, That's right. Well, they'll just have to up their game. That's the whole idea yeah, of competition. No well, yeah. Absolutely. I, hey, I, I, am, I am doing this for the Gen Zers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming along. All right. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, the generations after them are going to be much like them because they will have grown up with technology from, you know, from the very start. And okay, so once yeah. again, the offer is to get a free PDF copy of Rearranging Change, the best selling book by Steve McChesney. You can go to rearrangingchange.com, enter in your name and email address, and you'll get the free PDF. That's rearrangingchange.com. 
and to uh, contact Steve or find out more about everything else he's doing, including including Imagine Marketing, you can go to stevemcchesney.com, stevemcchesney.com. You spell McChesney just like it sounds, M-C, capital C-H-E-S-N-E-Y, stevemcchesney.com. Steve, it's been a fascinating conversation with you today. And, uh, yeah, when we get this score office open, uh, heck, Lucy, y'all are going to have to have him come in and do a coffee uh, with the leader presentation. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Lucy and I are neighbors. We just found out. Ah, how about that? Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And once again, please go to Orlando.score.org. Sign up for the excellent newsletter there. That's Orlando.score.org. And I better get not mention. I better not get out of here without mentioning. Uh, please do follow us and like us on Facebook. That's Score Orlando on Facebook. Rich would really be upset with me if I didn't mention that. Once again, the phone number for Score four zero seven four two zero four eight four four. If you call during normal business hours, you will get a human being. If not. They'll call you right back. If it's uh, in the off hours, they'll call you the first business day, 407-420-4844. And the big news is SCORE anticipates reopening their offices here in about a month or so, around mid-June. That'll be a great day, Lucy. And I look forward to seeing you down there. Yes. We're looking forward to seeing you and everybody that wants to open a new business or has a business right now and has better ideas. All right. So we're there to help. And that, of course, the office is located in the Orlando Fashion Square on the west end there, the National Entrepreneur Center right off McGuire. So once again, get a free copy of Rearranging Change by going to rearrangingchange.com. You'll get a free PDF copy, and I'm sure that you're going to really enjoy the book after speaking with Steve McChesney, the offer today. Uh, thanks again for being on the show with us today, Steve. My, my pleasure, Chris. All right. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Until, Enjoyed in, it. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score?